0: ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فاما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم عملكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يُطِئِ الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الحديث هذه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر المبوري محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, there are three voices that speak to us and it's very important to understand and recognize these voices and then to respond to them. The voice of shaitan, the voice of our own nafs, and the voice of our rahman Shaitan deceives us in many ways, and last Juma we spoke about some of them. to complete that discussion shaitan misguides and when the person accepts the misguidance shaitan washes his hands of the responsibility now allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about this and warned us against it allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says shaitan when he lures somebody to disbelieve and then after they have disbelieved he will say on the day of judgment I am free from you. I have nothing to do with you. I truly fear Allah. rub of the worlds. rub of the alameen. Shaitan works through fear. The most common form of that is fear of financial loss and poverty using this fear shaitan urges us to use all kinds of haram means to earn and safeguard wealth like dealing in interest buying and selling haram products stinginess and so on allah subhanahu wa taala promised us his bounty and forgiveness if we see if we resist shaitan's deviation and stay away from what Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala prohibited. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala said, Allah says, Shaitan threatens you with the prospect of poverty and bids you and orders you to do shameful things." While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises you forgiveness and great bounties from Him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all bountiful and all-knowing. About our rizq, about our provision, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assured us clearly many times in many places in the Quran. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَفِي السَّمَاءِ رِزْقُكُمْ وَمَا تُعَدُونَ فَوَرَبِّ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِنَّهُ الْحَقِّ Allah said in Surah Al-Dariyat, In the heavens is your sustenance and whatever you are promised. Then, by the rub of the heavens and the earth, all of this meaning that our sustenance is in the heavens is the truth and is certainly as truth as the fact that you speak to one another. And then Allah said in another place in Surah Al-Sabah, وَمَا أَنفَقْتُم مِّن شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُهُ وَهُوَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ Allah said, say, O Muhammad Wasallam, surely it is my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu who gives abundant or limited provisions. Allah is the one who extends it or restricts it. To whomever he wills of his slaves, and whatever you spend in charity... He Jalal Jalalhu will compensate you for it. Allah will return it to you, for He is the best provider. In Surah Saba, also Allah said, "Qul inni Rabbi ya bisootur risqali mai yasha'u wa yaqdir, wala kinni akthara al-nasi la yalamun." Allah said, "Say, O Muhammad صلى الله عليه say, O Nabi, say, O Rasul." Surely it is my Rabb who gives abundant or limited provisions to whoever he wills. But most people do not know. On the authority of Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, One day I was behind, riding behind Rasulullah on the same mount. And Rasulullah said, ya He said, Oh young man, I will teach you some words of advice. And listen carefully what Rasulullah taught to Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas anhuma. First he said, have taqwa of Allah and Allah will protect you. Have taqwa of Allah. Be mindful of Allah in everything you say and do. Do everything with the consciousness of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do what pleases Allah. Do, do not do what displeases Allah. And if you've got a doubt, don't do it until you Clarify the doubt. That's the meaning of taqwa. Ihtiyat. To be careful with the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah said to him, Have taqwa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect you. He said, Have taqwa and you will find Allah in front of you. If you ask, ask only Allah. If you seek help, then seek help only from Allah. And know that if the nations were to gather to benefit you with anything, they would not benefit you except with what Allah has already prescribed for you. And if they were to gather to harm you with anything, they would not be able to harm you except with what Allah had already prescribed against you. The pens have been lifted and the pages have dried. In another narration, In Tirmidhi it says, be mindful of Allah, have taqwa of Allah and you will find him in front of you. Recognize and and, and acknowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease and prosperity and he will remember you in times of adversity. And know that what has passed you by, that means you didn't get it, was not going to befall you, it was never yours. And what has befallen you, what you have got, was not going to pass you by. And know that victory comes with patience, relief with affliction, and hardship with ease. The question to ask ourselves is, who do we believe? Do we believe Allah or do we believe the shaitan? Shaitan deceives in five ways. First, he invites towards haram, direct, straight away. One of the most common forms of this today is pornography. In an article published in January this year, based on a survey with school children about exposure to pornography, it says, and I quote, most children, and he's talking about America, most children are exposed to pornography at the age of 12. Of the 44% who said that they intentionally watch pornography, Porn, 71% reported uh, watching it in the last week. And nearly 6 in 10 said that they watch porn once a week or more. I've given you the link to the article, read the whole thing. Pornography destroys your married life. One of the main problems of broken marriages is... The pornography that they watched before they got married. It destroys your ibadah. It destroys the heart and the soul. It is an addiction that is more powerful than many others. And it must be fought. The second threat is drugs. Recreational use of marijuana is now legal in many states. Sad luck to all those Hippies in the 60s and 70s who were handed jail sentences for exactly the same reason. Recreational use of marijuana. That's a long word for pot party. Be that as it may, the use of any intoxicant of any kind, which includes alcohol, marijuana, and any other drug that exists or may come into existence, is haram in Islam. <clears throat> the only exception is if it is <clears throat> medically. Necessary or as a life saving drug for pain or for pain control, and if that is administered under strict medical supervision. Legally, however, according to the law of the land, recreational use, which is haram in Islam, is permitted. And if your child is over 18, you as a parent have no authority to prevent your child from using it. And that's the reason you you need to work on your children long before they are 18 to ensure that they make the right choices. If anyone here is thinking, that can't happen to my child, I would request you to stop smoking whatever you are smoking and wake up. If you are not taking active steps to protect your children, they will be affected just like anyone else. Ask yourself how much time you give to your children and what happens during that time. Your warm body present in front of the television doesn't count as time for your children. Please understand. One of the most effective steps is to keep them connected to the masjid and its activities. The maktab, the halakha, the Sunday school, and classes and so on and so forth. Friends and environment are a huge influence. But remember that parenting is a contact sport. You can't outsource it to tabs and iPads and to imams and to the masjid and to the madaris and the schools and the maktabs. All are good as tools. But the responsibility is yours as parents. And you would be questioned about it. You need to act now. Tomorrow is too late. الحمد لله، الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن ورسوله. قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله محمد كما صليت المجد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إنك The second way in which shaitan deceives is by making the haram look trivial, Where in the fun of, in the name of fun and humor and social interaction, being friendly, even dawa, <coughs> he makes things like backbiting, riba, Namima, lying, cheating inappropriate mixing between men and women and so on, acceptable. So also watching all kinds of haram on TV and social media in the name of entertainment. Remember that it begins with the term tolerance, and then it goes to expectation, and then it becomes right, opposing that becomes criminalized. Remember that it starts with remaining silent. And accepting what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited. <clears throat> that opens the door. The rest follows as surely as the sun rises in the east. Zero tolerance for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu prohibited is the only solution. Don't open that door for any reason. Otherwise, you will never shut it. Number three, Shaitan invites towards wasting of time. It's a waste for you, but it's big money for those who create the means for you to waste your time. It's a multi-billion dollar industry called Hollywood, Bollywood, Tollywood, Gaming, Xbox, ODI, ODI, Super Bowl, World Cup, Wimbledon, you name it. Playing a sport is good and healthy. Do that. Watching it on television, unless you are doing it as part of your training as a professional player, is a waste of time. What comes with it during the breaks is another story. Everything designed by highly skilled and trained experts to keep you glued to the screen, spending your most valuable non-renewable asset for the benefit of someone else. Just ask, who has more wealth, you or Rupert Murdoch? It's as simple as that. Rupert Murdoch doesn't sit in front of his television watching Super Bowl, I can assure you. Your your call. How we spend our time is the first question on the Day of Judgment. Number four, when Shaitan can't do all of this, he advises us to do something of lesser value compared to something of greater value. For example, if he cannot get you to miss salah, he will suggest to you that you pray at home instead of going to the masjid. And if you listen to him, you would have missed the reward of going to the masjid and praying in jamaah, which is 27 times that of praying alone. If you pray isha in the masjid, Allah gives you the sava- sabab of praying half the night. You pray the fajr the next morning, also in jamaah in the masjid, and you get the sabab of praying the whole night. How many of us can pray the whole night? Even if you do it one day, how many days will you do it? But praying Isha and Fajr by Jawa, big deal, no problem. So please, let's make, there's no point in listening to all of the hadith. I, I keep saying that you keep listening to them then you have same 23 people, right? Including these same people. I mean, they, <laughs> not even. it's not, not only in the number, it's the same people. Alhamdulillah, those people got the message, but who, how many more, right? Think about that. Finally, shaitan makes haram look virtuous and pious and that is the root of all bidat. And This is one of the most dangerous tactics of shaitan where he plays with the good intentions of ignorant people. Islam is based on knowledge. It's based on on the book of Allah. There is no mythology in Islam. This is the fundamental fact about Islam and that is the reason it's so important to learn our religion. For any action to be acceptable in Islam, it must be done with the right intention and in the right way. Right intention alone is not enough. The right way is the sunnah of Rasulullah These two things are not mutually exclusive. It's not right intention or right way. Both are necessary. Simultaneously for an action to be acceptable before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. About Niya, we have the famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu On the authority of Amirul Mumineen Abu Hafs Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. Who said I heard Rasulullah sallallahu saying. Inna ma la amalu bin niyat. Actions will be rewarded according to the intentions. And everyone will get what he intended. Whoever migrates with an intention for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his migration will be for the sake of Allah and His Messenger. And whoever migrates for worldly gain or to marry a woman, then his migration will be for the sake of whatever he migrated for. And this is the hadith we all know. First hadith in Bukhari, Muslim, Harvain Nawawi and so on. And we also have the hadith, which is called the hadith of the salas. On the authority of Abu Huraira who said, I heard Rasulullah saying, The first of people against whom judgment will be pronounced on the day of resurrection will be a man who died as a martyr, shaheed. He will be brought before Allah and Allah will make known to him his favors and he will recognize them. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, What did you do with these favors? What did you do for them? Or about them he will say i fought for you until i died a martyr and he who will say you lied you fought so that it might be said that you are courageous you're brave and so it was said and then he will be ordered to be dragged along on his face until he is cast into the hellfire another will be a man who studied religious knowledge and taught taught that knowledge and who used to recite the quran he will be brought and allah will make known to him his favors and he will recognize them and then allah subhanahu wa taala will say what did you do for this and he will say i learned the quran and i turned i learned islam and i studied it and i taught it and i used to recite the quran for your sake and allah subhanahu wa taala will say you lied you studied the knowledge so that it may be said about you that you are an alim, that you are learned and you recited the quran so that it might be said about you that you are a khari, a reciter. And so it was said. And then he will be ordered to be dragged along on his face and cast into the hellfire. And finally there will be a man who Allah had made rich and to whom he had given all kinds of wealth. He will be brought and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make known to him his favors. And the man will recognize that and Allah will say what did you do about them? And he will say, I left no path untrodden in which you like money to be spent without spending it for your sake. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, you lied. You did that so that it may be said about you that he is a generous person. And so it was said. And this person will be ordered to be dragged along on his face and thrown into the fire. And this is in Muslim, Tirmidhi and Nasai. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us and protect our niyat. Both of these hadiths and, of course, Surah Al Baqarah, al Ladi, show the importance of having the right intention to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala alone in all actions. Nia must be pure and must be kept pure, for which we need to check our nia frequently. Shaitan corrupts the nia by distracting us with wealth and fame that may come with our actions. In al-Khaim al said that if we check our niya from time to time and it is the same at the end of the deed as it was when we began, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inshallah, will forgive whatever happened in between. If not, we need to seek forgiveness because niyah is critical. As I said, finally, Niya alone is not sufficient. Actions must be according to the Quran and Sunnah. If an action is done with the best of intentions, but it is haram, Allah will not accept it. This is the basis of all shirk and bidat. That things that which are done with a good intention, but the method is punishable. We have the hadith which we hear in practically every Jummah. <speaking> in azda hadi hadi Muhammad in sallallahu وَشَرُّ الْأُمُورِ وَكُلَّ 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 فِي الْنَارِ The hadith by Jaber bin Abdullah who said that the most evil of matters are those that are newly invented the Bida'at every invented matter is a misguidance is a Bida'at every innovation is misguidance it is Dolala and every Dolala is in the hellfire Finally we have the ayat of the Quran Al-Kareem which we recite in Surah Al-Kahf every Friday, which we should do anyway. Allah said, say, O Prophet Muhammad shall we inform you about those who will lose the most deeds? They are those whose efforts are in vain in this worldly life while they think that they are doing good. They think they are doing good, but wasted. As they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. As I said before, my brothers and sisters and elders, Islam is a religion based on a book, the book of Allah, Al-Quran Al-Kareem. Its teaching and its explanation and its demonstration, which is the sunnah of Muhammadur Rasulullah Wasallam. The life of Rasulullah sallallahu is the tafsir of the Qur'an and that is the reason it is so critically important to learn Islam systematically, not through WhatsApp forwards and YouTube shots. We must take our religion seriously because it is not simply a matter of life and death, it's a matter of Jannah or Jahannam. To learn Islam, to practice it in our lives and to teach it to others is the purpose of our creation, about the fulfillment of which we will be questioned may allah have mercy on us all rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffirna sayyatana wa tawaffana ma'al abrarr rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam tagfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin la ilaha illa anta subhanaka zalimin rabbighfir wa arham man takhiru arrahimin allahumma a'iz muslimin wa adill shirka wal mushrikeen wa damir aadat din allahumma shadd shamluhum wa damir diyarahum wa muziq jam'ahum allahumma ihfizna min kulli bala'i ad-dunya توفنا مسلمًا ويلخنا وصالحين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ولم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين ربنا عطينا في الدنيا حسنة ثم في الآخرة دنيا سندمُكنا ذاب النار آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء الخير بين حين الفحش والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون